baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. See, that's a new song. I don't know if I've heard that one before, but you think after months of listening to Christmas music that you would have heard them all and they would have exhausted their options. Yet there are always new ones, apparently. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Mark Reardon. We have this last hour together, and I look forward to spending it with you as we get close to that very Merry Christmas Day on Sunday. Joining us now, Missouri State Senator Bill Eigel. Welcome to the program, Bill. Thanks for having me. Merry, uh, early Merry Christmas. Early Merry Christmas. I called you Bill like we're on a first-name basis. I should have said Mr. Eigel. That seems better. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I like I like Bill better. It sounds like I'm not in trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like people were trying to get you in trouble this week. Your name popped up in so many national stories regarding the drag queen tri- Christmas show uh, in Chesterfield. So I'm sure people have been reaching out to you on social media. I don't know if you've been getting any hate letters. Uh, y- yes, uh, we have. But I'll tell you, I've gotten a lot more letters, a lot more outreach of support for what we're doing. I, I think there are a lot of folks out there that understood that, you know, allowing children to see uh, that type of material is not just a, it's not just wrong. It's a crime in the state of Missouri. So uh, a lot of parents who value protecting our kids from this kind of content, uh, we're reaching out. Uh, we're supporting not just me, but supporting all the, the activists and concerned citizens that had kind of gotten engaged in this conversation, whether it was reaching out to the, the Chesterfield mayor, Bob Nation, who did a great job responding to this, ensuring that, you know, kids underage weren't allowed into the show in Chesterfield. But there, it took a lot of folks to apply what ultimately became a little bit of public pressure. And I, and I think we got a good outcome there. Yeah, I think so, too. And this is one of those issues that I quite don't understand the other side to, because sometimes you'll hear us, uh, you know, people arguing about voter ID laws is a great example of this. I just don't understand the downside to identifying yourself when voting. I don't get why people are against that. And, you know, sometimes people will have arguments. I don't understand why someone would take a drag show and say that is not adult in nature and it's okay for children to attend these things. I don't understand that argument at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really, uh, I really don't understand it either. I mean, if we, if you and I walked into a bar uh, that was age 21 and over and we saw children who were clearly underage being served alcohol and consuming alcohol in the premises, would we stand by and just let it happen or no? Or would we reach out to the police and say, Hey, there's a crime being committed here. Well, there's a good chance we would reach out to the police and say, there's been, there's a crime being committed here. That's what was about to happen at these shows. You know, I've, I've seen uh, snippets of the show uh, that took place in other cities and they were any objective person that looks at these will say to themselves, that is inappropriate for a child. And in fact, illegal for a child to view. So I, I don't know where it, it suddenly became okay for, what I think is a very vocal minority of folks uh, saying that somehow this doesn't harm a child or somehow should be let let through. But, uh, you know, like I said, a little bit of public pressure from some concerned citizens is all it took to get uh, the powers that be to do the right thing. 
Missouri State Senator Bill Eigel joining us here. And I see in a couple of the articles, there's always a tagline or a byline in there that says, uh, Senator Eigel possibly thinking about running for governor. And this is him laying the groundwork for it. So uh, have you been exploring that more? Well, we have been exploring that. In fact, I've been traveling around the state and talking to folks about what I think makes a a better uh, version of Missouri in the future versus the one that we're living with now. And and I'm talking about things like uh, getting us out from under some burdensome taxes, eliminating personal property tax, because I don't think, you know, for for example, I don't think you should have to pay government rent to own a car, uh, whether we're talking about defense of the Second Amendment or or some of the other things that I think are very important that will make Missouri strong. Yeah, we've been going around and we've gotten a really good response. I also know, and and to your point, uh, anybody... Now that I'm kind of under that level of scrutiny, folks are going to say, well, he's just doing this because he may be considering running for future office. But, you know, I, from my perspective, there's never a bad time to protect kids. And we, we had some other led state legislators. In fact, there was State Senator Rick Bratton on the western side of the state that was calling out the drag queen show that was taking place over there. So it's not like it was just me. I think there were some interested parties that said, hey, this is wrong. Let's take action. And there's never a bad day to defend kids. So that's what we did in this case. But uh, I understand those who are my detractors are always going to try to dismiss it as, oh, well, this was just something he was doing for purely political uh, motivations. Yeah. And, you know, the way to get around the personal property tax is that, you know, St. Louis City and County, they just don't register their vehicles. I don't know how many vehicles I see with fake plates, fake temporary tags or nothing at all. And the problem is enforcement is spread so thin. It's not a priority for them. So there's a lot of people that don't pay it anyway. But here I am trying to be a law abiding citizen, paying it like a sucker. <laughs> I hope it goes away. <laughs> well, <laughs> well and, and why, you know, Missouri is only one of 21 states that even has a personal property tax on vehicles. So I, I, I don't really understand why we're doing business this, in this manner in the first place. There's the 29 other states that don't have personal property tax on vehicles are able to fund their core services uh, without levying this, uh, you know, a very, a very burdensome tax for our middle and working income class households. So why don't we replicate the Texases and the Floridas of the world and do business the way they're doing so that we can interest folks in moving to the state of Missouri and helping us become one of the leaders in these United States. So it's, uh, you know, that's just one of the things that we're we're talking about as well. But it's something that's very visible. And, you know, given this time of year, December 1st, everybody's got to pay that bill. It's something that folks are talking about and wanting, you know, those super majorities of Republicans down in Jefferson City to take action on. So I'm, I'm optimistic. Yep. Uh, Senator, Missouri State Senator Bill Eigel joining us here. And I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago. One of your projects you've been working on is using state funds to widen 70. And you're, it sounds like uh, hitting the ground running. Do you have any more support for that going into next year? And do you think that project could get done? Well, again, I'm, I'm optimistic. Nothing's ever certain in the, the political realm of Jefferson City. But I think what was what was what really stood out about this idea to use uh, imagine this use money that the taxpayers are already sending to Jefferson City and some of the surpluses we've already built up in Jefferson City to pay for something that is part of that better vision of Missouri. We can put together the funds with just the money we have on hand right now to rebuild I-70 to four lanes in either direction, so eight lanes total. But what we've lacked is kind of the vision about these kind of big ideas for the state. Uh, that will really move us forward into the future. And so when I come along and say, hey, we've got the money to do this, let's all get around a plan to rebuild our most critical highway in the state, 
a lot of folks are saying, yeah, that's a great idea. Why weren't we talking about and having this conversation uh, five or six years ago? So it's never too late to do that. Now, in this case, part of the reason we couldn't get to this, this conversation is that there were too many folks, including Republicans, that thought the only way we could have vision about roads and bridges was to raise the gas tax. And so I've been opposed to that, and I've tried to let people know that of all the problems we have in this world, one of them is not that government doesn't have enough of your cash. Government's got plenty of your cash. They've got plenty of your tax dollars. We can pursue the big ideas like rebuilding I-70 and our other infrastructure in the state and still have plenty of money left over to give massive tax cuts to the people of the state to make us more competitive uh, with the other, and I'll say it again, the other Floridas and the Texas of the world that are already attracting people. So big idea, better future for Missouri. We can get there. You know, I don't want to get ahead of anything here, but just hypothetically speaking, uh, you're crossing the state running for governor. Is bus the best way to do that? Do you get like a giant bus and travel, or is there more effective ways to run for governor of Missouri? <laughs> you know, right now I'm just hopping in my truck and driving around the state. I think in the past, <laughs> oh gosh, the past 45 days, I put, I, I'm looking at my odometer right now. I think I put about 14,000 miles. Uh, on my truck just in the past month and a half. So, and, and that's it, for me, it's been great. I, I have very much enjoyed it. I've gotten to meet people from all the corners of the state, the Southeast, the Southwest, Kansas City, certainly here in the St. Louis area. So it's been great for me. And I, I, there are a lot of folks that are looking for that vision of a better tomorrow and are really responding to that vision. So uh, I, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, and hopefully, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're doing everything that we need to do to put together what I think is going to become a very successful and, and strong campaign to be Missouri's next governor. See, you, you put the miles on the truck and then you find yourself wearing down the soles of your shoes next. You're going to just <laughs> blow through shoes the amount of times you walk through neighborhoods talking to people or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, running for governor is, is quite the thing, and there's going to be a lot of competition out there for the next push. And it's so strange to think about it so early. But just in the legislative session, uh, talking about uh, before we were, we were talking about widening 70 but and getting rid of the personal property tax, these are some two really important mm -hmm. things that I think affect many people that are listening here today. Um, I would love the fact if some of these projects got done, and it seems like in a way that Republicans need to get a better job of getting on the same page, because in some in some ways they agree on a lot of things, but then the minor details get caught up. And next thing you know, some of these projects that normally would get done don't. So how do you find ways yeah. to bring peace and harmony to the Republican Party in Missouri to get some of these things done? Uh, great question. You do that by calling Republicans in Jefferson City to unite under the GOP platform principles that we said we would support in campaign season. So although that sounds easy, let me let me kind of unpack that a little bit. The biggest way to cause discord in the Republican Party is to have senior leadership in the state of Missouri call on them to do things that aren't anywhere in the GOP platform. And I'll give you an example raising the gas tax, right? Raising the gas tax and raising people's taxes is not a Republican idea. And if you, if you call on the Republican Party to do that, you will fracture the caucus because we're splitting our philosophical base. I'll give you another example. Uh, allowing the state budget to grow from $20 billion back in 2010 to more, almost $50 billion today. That enormous growth in the size and scope of government has been bad for the businesses and people of the state. And unfortunately, it's been led by senior leaders in the Republican Party, and that has caused discord. So if you want the Republican Party to come back together, if you want the Republican Party to unify, call on them and call on them and, and lead them to a place, a vision of Missouri that is strong because 
of all those principles that we said we would support in the primary and in the campaign season. So when I'm talking about getting rid of personal property tax, when I'm talking about getting rid of income tax, when I'm talking about investing money we already have in our infrastructure or protecting our rights, whether it's parents' rights, whether it's uh, Second Amendment rights, those are the kind of ideals that bring Republicans together. And unfortunately, we haven't had that at senior levels of Republican leadership uh, enough, nearly enough, uh, over the past couple of years. And then when we had the COVID crazy environment, uh, we were we were seeing more abuses of government power than we may have ever seen in our history as a state. Mm-hmm. And yet where were the leaders? Where were the protectors of those rights? You know, people keep pointing to, you know, guys like Ron DeSantis down in Florida, guys like Greg Abbott down in Texas. Why don't we have those leaders there that are turning around and pushing back against the federal government? So the next time Joe Biden comes out and says, everybody's got to get the COVID shot or else, we have a Ron DeSantis in this state that's going to say, not in our state. Get out of here with that kind of silliness. We're not going to be doing that. We need those kind of protectors of rights. And unfortunately, we keep seeing over and over that we're, we're losing our brand as Republicans because we don't do that enough. I think that's one of the reasons that uh, the, the general election that we had known in, in November, that's why our turnout was so much worse amongst Republicans. St. Charles County, where I'm from, the largest Republican stronghold in the state. Its turnout was 15% below what it was in 2018. It wasn't because the Democrats were doing a great job governing. Of course they're not doing that. But we've got to do a better job not only of articulating what conservative GOP principles mean and how that's good for the state, but we've got to be on guard for us uh, not violating those principles once we get into office. Very good. Uh, Missouri State Senator Bill Eigel, one last question. Christmas is on Sunday. I like the traditional ham meal. What does your Christmas meal look like? Uh, I, we usually do a uh, rib roast. So this is one, one of the few times a year we get a nice rib roast. Uh, in, I tell you what, it's it's kind of like, you know, we have Thanksgiving on turkey and we have a rib roast on Christmas. So I am looking forward to that. My wife is a fantastic cook. Uh, so it's it, it's as I get older, these are the kind of victories I celebrate on on a Christmas day. But uh, we're going to have family in town. And so I'm really looking forward to it. I think of all the holidays, Christmas has the most variety of food. It seems every house does something a little bit different. Uh, Senator Bill Eigel here in the state of Missouri. Thank you so much for joining us. And Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, Ryan. Merry Christmas to you and all your your listeners. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Oh, boy. Hard to believe. 2023 is around the corner and another legislative session ready to start. It's always good to catch up with Missouri State Senator Bill Eigel. After the break, we'll talk space. Local author, The Space to Lead is the name of the book. Mac Bradley joins us after the break. I'm a big space nerdy nerd, so this will be fun on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 